Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Was that a car crashing? That's a car crash. Wow. That's a fitting that's a fitting noise sound effect. Why? Because we went to the fucking LA Auto Show. We supported the industry that supports America. Yeah. The industry that built America. Basically. Also kind of trains did that but for a while. Right. Trains in the Chinese. Yeah. But cars were big, big, big manufacturing. Big. I see a future for cars. I yeah, I think they I feel like they're here to stay. Yeah. Henry Ford had a had a pretty good thing going. And at the assembly line. Back then, yeah. We went to the LA Auto Show. That was pretty fun. We looked at cars. Uh, we looked at spokesmodel. Uh, are they spokesmodels? I think they're spokespeople, but they're like clearly like they make them dress all model. They do a lot more talking than your average model. Oh yeah, they don't make Victoria's Secret models tell you the specifications of the underpants. Oh, I know. They don't know from that. They just kind of stand there. They just kind of stand there. These girls were like the new Dodge Challenger. They were encyclopedias about yeah. the cars. Has a 5.7 liter V8 engine. You're like, whoa, lady. Which made them way hotter. It totally did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this was a fun episode because I've been to the auto show in a while. I haven't been in a decade. Oh wow, okay. At least. So mine was like, yeah, four years, five years, and then. Um, but it was fun. We got to see uh, a bunch of cool new cars, uh, weird ass fucking people. Yeah. Looking at those cars. Very odd cross section of folks. Lonely, lonely old guys, midlife crisis, looking for another lonely car. old guys, non only lonely old guys, yeah. nerds. Families that are Families. like, hopefully we can have one of these. Yeah, at some kids, point. a lot of lot of fathers and sons. Um, so we spend this episode. We just kind of go through our like history with uh, with cars. We learned there's always been one in our lives. We learned Nick's a huge geek. Yep, or huger than you thought. Big, <laughs> big car geek. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's always been a car in our lives ever since we were yeah. children till now. That's what living in California is. Fuck yeah, car country. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we kind of we talk about like uh, cars growing up. I get into when I used to build <laughs> model cars. When I used to be old, yeah. me old. I cars. would paint them. <laughs> I would paint the engine parts and put them together, and um, and spray paint the cars and fucking customize them. Geek. Yeah, it was pretty nerdy. Wow. Uh, and then I took pictures of him, posted them on fucking Instagram. You want to hey, nerd made, up even more? He made me look at him. Yeah, thirty-three weeks ago. If you scroll back, there's about five pictures. <laughs> And they're fucking awesome, man. Muscle cars. <laughs> Scale model. Brody Stevens Nothing impression. Nothing says I have less muscle than I build scale models of muscle <laughs> yeah. cars. It was fun to do. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we got into that. And then we do some we, uh, some recommendations at the end. And then we fucking talk about music for the last like, seven or eight minutes. Not so Because we're recommending music, so it wasn't out of nowhere. It wasn't out of nowhere. Um December 4th. Oh, yeah. American Comedy Company, me and Nick Youssef doing stand up together, co headlining. Uh, you can use promo code awesome for $5 tickets. Do uh, it. Please come see us. It'll be a bummer if there's no one there. Yeah. Not something we haven't dealt with in the past, but we just nice don't want to deal with it in the future. Wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if it changed? So. It's a really cool club, too. Downtown San Diego. They get great acts. Um, it's one of those fucking rooms which I love. Uh, that has a low ceiling. Yeah. That's the best type of comedy club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low ceiling and around like 200 seats. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect for stand-up. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, it's a cool club. Good show. Downtown San Diego. So if you live down there, $5 tickets, man. Come watch us. 
Wreck it. <laughs> um, listen to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, but always go to allthingscomedy.com. All the time. Listen to all the podcasts mm-hmm. and look up things. Go to the shows if you can. They, they promote a lot of good shit on there. So and you know check what? It out. You guys have been leaving us uh, really nice reviews on iTunes, which is very cool. So nice. Uh, yeah, you've been saying nice things, which we appreciate. Was that one dude's name Nick? I don't remember. It was like a TJ something. Yeah. That left like a literally two The most long accurate review of our podcast and us as people as I've ever read in my life. Yeah, it's like you he clearly listened to like every episode. He knows me better than any woman I've ever dated. <laughs> so read that review and you, you're yeah. done. And, re- you know, like post a review or whatever. Tell yeah. us what you think. Uh, a couple guys were like, God damn it, fix your sound quality. We are working on it. Which, you know what? That was... Good. It was nice of him to tell us because we fucking didn't know, <laughs> and then we worked on it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, any other comments and reviews, criticisms, whatever, yeah, uh, let us know. We really like. We actually will listen to you, literally read them, and maybe do something about it if yeah. it's a technical issue and we can help it. Don't uh, tell us to fix our personalities because that's too late. Those are broken, broken, and that's the theme of this podcast. Yep. Um, so enjoy this episode. We go to the LA Auto Show. Um, and then we talk about cars like fucking men. Well, like people. All right, fine, people. Thank you for listening. So how many auto shows or LA auto shows or auto shows have you been to? I think, I mean, I've been to, I think, three L.A. auto shows. I've been to a handful of old car shows. Those are the fucking best. Old car, yeah, it's totally different vibe. Yeah. But I think I've only been to the three or four L.A. auto shows. I also may not remember. That was a thing my, my dad and my brother were into going. Yeah, that's, that's a, there, you only go to an auto show if it's like your dad's going to take you. That's what I was, no, I think auto shows are a great thing for like a father and son that have nothing to relate oh, to yeah. each other about anymore. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, cars. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, look at that. It's got a car. Yeah, there. We, we drove here in one. Yeah. So like you, you both, there's no way you don't still like a car. So yeah. you're 21 and I'm 46 and it's just, it's getting weird. I don't know what you're into. Yeah. There's no, cause he's not going to relate to you with like, you know, clothing, music, yeah. teenage shit. No. The one thing a teenager could be into that a grown man is into. Yeah. Is a car. Yeah. Like that's going to be your, cause a, he's probably a 16 year old is, Constantly like, can I have a car? Can I have a car? Yeah, Give me a car. I, a I want car. a license. Yeah. I get if you're if your parents aren't gonna buy you a car, taking your kid to the auto show is mean. It's a torture, yeah. Look at all the shit you can never have. Yeah, even like the inexpensive ones, like nope. But for me it was like well, I mean, I grew up liking I was a big like car nerd. So going to this auto show was like to me was like how walking around the the LA County Museum was for you. Like, I, I was I looking was, at I was surprised you were as into it as you were. I didn't oh, realize yeah. you were as big of a car nerd as yeah. you are. I grew up liking... Because like, the auto show for me was like we would go... My dad liked cars, and it was one of those like... It's like getting a cool car or like a fancy car, a nice car. That's one of those American dream things where yeah. you aspire... Like you want to own a home. Right. You want a nice like a fancy car or a sports car. That's yeah. one of those things you aspire to, right? Yeah. And that was like a big thing for for like us growing up because like my dad had his work truck and that right. was it beat up ford f-150 
I had a few of them because they would literally like you get one used and then it would just get destroyed. Yeah, drive from, it into the ground. Because it's just construction. You're yeah. literally using it for its intended purpose, which right. throw a bunch of cement bags, marble, all this shit in there, and it just gets wrecked. Yeah. And then you'd, you know, sell it to, you know, whoever, and then you'd get another one, and then you'd go through that. So it was just that car for a long time. And then we eventually got like an old, like really old Mercury of some kind. Like I don't even remember what it was. It was a piece of shit. And then we had that for a little bit. And then it like, you know, fell apart or whatever. We were like a Ford family for okay. a long time because they were cheap, but they were, weren't very good. Right. Not then. No, not that then. Was, they were, they that were was not a good period of time for Ford. Yeah, it was bad. Except for the, the trucks were pretty good, but... Trucks were always good. What I learned from the trucks was you never, never buy a Ford because when you buy a Ford you're gonna, or a car, you're going to buy it uh, for four years. It's literally four years and day one, that's when it starts to fall apart. Really? It was, that was always the case. Because you'd buy, you're like, okay, I now own this car. Day one after that four years, engine problems, windows yeah. won't work. They just Alternator. started. So then it became like you, you had to lease the truck. So you lease it, keep it in as good as condition as you could, miles low. And then you'd get rid of it, trade it in for a new one. So if you worked in manual labor, anything blue collar, you, there's no point in buying one because you're gonna it's gonna fall apart and then you, you to, to pay to fix it or get a new car would be too much money right because you don't care about it enough anyway it's literally there to haul shit yeah it's a pair of boots yeah yeah pretty much yeah so then those those were the cars and then they started doing like okay enough to where they could be like okay we need like a a car to drive the kids to school or go grocery shopping and then we got like a Ford um, no Mercury Sable. Which is fucking, they don't even make those anymore. Sable. Yeah. So those essentially became Mercury's Ford. not a car company. Not anymore. No. It used to be. It was like an offshoot of a Mercury Ford. Mercury was Ford. Yeah. But then it went under the Lincoln Mercury umbrella. Yeah, Lincoln Mercury. And then the, they started doing Tauruses and stuff. And then they just got rid of Mercury's because they were the same, yeah. pretty much the same car. Yeah. So we had that. And then That's eventually. Why the Mercury Cougar and the Mustang, I believe, had the same engine. Yeah, they were kind of the same, yeah. same car. But the, back in the day, the, the Cougars were pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then we got like an Explorer or something, and that was like... Why do you think your dad out liked Ford so much? Because it was, they were like, they were affordable, and it was just like, you know, you just start buying one thing. Yeah, you and just get kind of like, used to it. Yeah, you're more comfortable in them, and then like, you have like... Was there a Ford dealership in La Crescenta, like on Foothill that he went to? Yeah, yeah. There was no. There was one in like Glenn, Montrose, and Glenn then there was Dale one in Ford. Tahunga, Sunland. Oh yeah, I Sunrise that Ford. One. Yeah. yeah, I remember Sunland. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. There was that one, and then it shut down for whatever reason. It was just a shitty little dealership. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, you sit like Honda versus Toyota. When you sit in a Toyota, they have like their interior has a specific feel, the way they make their chairs, and then you sit in a Honda, and you're like, oh, they're they just feel different. See, that's okay. Growing up, my parents, my especially my father and mother were like you had to buy a Honda. Right, right. That and like we that's what I noticed today at the car show, the Honda section to me was the worst one. Yeah. They weren't cool looking. They weren't like they weren't big, they weren't small and energetic. Yeah. It was just like I was like, "Oh yeah, Honda." Like it which is so weird to me because that was like I feel like especially where we grew up, that was like a Honda town. Yeah, that was like 
a school if you were a school teacher like you bought a honda because it would last forever yeah it's like literally oh you just you buy one it's like nothing and the cars were so similar over the years they barely made any changes to the design so yeah. you could the parts were interchangeable so you could get certain parts for like a 94 that you could for a 97 or 98 yeah. and they were cheap so like 16 year old's first car some shitty honda civic he could work on it, make changes, and like do all this shit. And it was it was dirt. My cheap. mom drives an Accord now. Yeah, good car. She's had forever. But I just think of it as a mom car, right? And like, but I remember them being a very affordable car, like Toyota was when you and I were a little younger. Yeah. And then they start to get kind of expensive. Like all of a sudden, a Honda Accord was like thirty five thousand dollars. Well, because after after a certain point, like Honda was really good about like making like economical like affordable well-made civic car yeah so they were like civic hatchback okay yeah i remember that yeah it was like silver silver i sold it to to heart yeah i remember that and dude he pulled the sweet he's pulled the best negotiating move i've ever seen he showed up with his pregnant wife (laughs) (laughs) he showed up with his extremely pregnant wife was like this is gonna be her car and i think i knocked off 500 dollars the price standing there that's great and then i had all these unpaid parking tickets on it that i forgot about so we went to transfer the registration he just had to pay all those tickets so that came off the price too yeah like because i you know he had cash he brought like whatever (laughs) i was charging him for the car cash but yeah he showed up with his wife that looked like she was about to give birth wow and so the car got instantly cheaper that's great. Then someone he told me like someone broke into it or some shit. Those are really stolen cars back in the day. Yeah, because I think Toyota is the most stolen now. Corollas, probably yeah. Corollas and Camrys because they have whatever's more the most popular and the most uh, interchangeable as far as parts go. Yeah, common parts because they will steal a car and they take it to a garage and they 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 never sell the car as a whole. Yeah, you make the money from stripping it down selling the parts. That Honda Civic's the car I accidentally put diesel gas in. Ooh, how'd that go? Oh, uh, well, I uh, <laughs> didn't have I told the story already? I don't think I so. I don't think so. I haven't heard it. I I got my first commercial. I was a freshman at Art Center. I got my very first commercial. I had filmed it and the people who it was for 7 up and all the ad people told me I was going to make $80,000. Whoa. They were like, "Don't they're like you're, you're going to pay for your college education." I was like, "Oh, cool." Wow. So I told my fa- I needed a car. The car I had that I bought off my mom a, was a Honda Accord 4-door yeah. that was just falling apart. My mom sold me a lemon. And uh, so <laughs> it was falling apart. I was about to start college. I needed a car. And I told my dad, I was like, I just did this commercial. They told me I'm going to make 80 grand. So you buy the car and I'll pay you back like the first week the commercial airs. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad's like, well, that sounds sound. It, there's no way they would lie to you or be wrong. I'm like, no, no way. So yeah, it's we, the entertainment industry. They're we never- go and buy this Honda Civic hatchback at uh, Honda of Glendale. Yeah. And there were none of them. It was a really popular car at the time. And I wanted a silver one. My dad loved nothing more than negotiate a car buy. Yeah. And his favorite thing was to just leave. Yeah. Because they, the they call you back. Yeah. But there were no Honda Civics in the area. They lo- and there was certainly no silver ones. So I made him go back and take the price he didn't like, which killed the man. Oh, yeah. He was so ashamed. He's, he said so many times, he's like, he wanted this. I think this is a <laughs> shit deal. Like, he was so bummed because he just wanted to leave. I was like, this is the car I want. I just let me buy this car. Yeah. Now, so I'm like, Dad, I'm going to be rich in like um, three weeks. <laughs> so then the commercial starts airing. 
the first check I get is for like two hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> You're like, wait. Now, a eventually, I think the commercial paid me eleven thousand dollars, but it took like a year. Wow. And so, like, you know, I didn't pay that. I just had to make. I paid him back for the down payment, then I took over the payments. But yeah. the first week I had the car, I was I was still in college. I had to go to commercial audition in Santa Monica. I needed to get gas, and I was going to be late for class or something. So I go to a gas station. I'm in a hurry. I put gas in the car. I get on the freeway. The car is six days old, brand new car. And it's just like, it starts like sputtering, like like that. And then I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So I just drive to the dealership. I'm like, car's fucking broken. It's brand new. What the fuck? So then they're like, oh, let's take a look at it. I go to my friend's house. They call me at his house. Or I know I went to school and then I went to my friend's house. They call me at his house. They're like, and I'm like, well, what's wrong with this? This is bullshit. They're like, sir, you put diesel gas in your car? <laughs> I filled it. And I'm like, oh, my God. How did you get the diesel nozzle in the... If you try hard. <laughs> it, so you didn't notice a problem with the... Flick? I definitely remember it not fitting, but I was like, this thing's weird. And I just, you know, forged, I just forced it in. Like, yeah. I basically uh, committed a sexual assault against yeah. my gas tank with a diesel uh, spigot. And so then I... I Is I there think, any point where you're like, does anyone have a funnel I can borrow? So we can just <laughs> pour yeah. this in. Yeah. <laughs> so I fill it with diesel gas. And, the, and then they tell me, they're like, it's going to cost $1,800 to Holy fix. Holy shit. Because I need a new gas tank. They need to take the fuel injectors out and like clean them, clean them yeah. the whole thing. Whoa. I call my dad and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, uh, dad, I, cause I told him the car was broken. He's like, well, what would they say? I go, I filled it with diesel gas. My dad was not a man who cursed a lot or yeah. if ever. And he was just like, what the fuck? How do you, the fuck? How do you fucking, the, the sp- I thought you were a man. The fucking <laughs> nozzle is, and he, he yeah. wasn't even completing sentences. He was like, the nozzle's fucking. Shit, I, I can't. What the fuck? I don't get it. Like, and I was like, it's gonna be eighteen hundred dollars. He was like, oh shit, like that. It ended up only being like thirteen hundred bucks, which is still a ton. Mm-hmm. But he, you know what? It was worth it to him because he made fun of me about that for oh, a yeah. decade. It was worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Anytime cars came up, he's like, oh, don't ask Kevin about about cars. I'll try and cram some diesel into. Yeah, that. he loved yeah. giving me a hard time about that shit. That's great. But I loved that little car. It was great. Yeah, they're reliable as fuck, man. But now when I look at a Honda, I don't they they do not have a model that appe- appeals to me. Yeah, they they were like good early on. They they were like the car company that was like, "Hey, we're making like pretty cool stylish cars that are reliable and affordable." Yeah. And then they kind of just didn't really change They too didn't much. get cooler. But then companies like Toyota were like, "Oh, we're going to do what you're doing." But better. Yeah, Toyota. cooler. The, the Corolla got cool. Yeah. The Matrix was cool. I had one. Yeah. And then the Prius basically killed. I think the Prius yeah. probably really is what crushed yeah. the, their market share. Yeah, they just had one of every well, like, that's, type of car that was cool. The Forerunner was a cool SUV. Yeah. They had a good those. minivan. They had the, the Sienna. Yeah. Or there was another one, too. I can't remember what it was. Fucking, I haven't seen a minivan in five years. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere. Yeah. Um, and the Corolla, yeah, the Corolla was great. The Camry event in the mid 90s was just like, that's the I car everyone wanted. For a while, the Camry was the best selling car in the country. Yeah, yeah. My dad had Camrys. My mom had a Camry. And then he got the Avalon, which was like the fancy Camry. Yeah. They were great. And Toyota was in the, they were in like a good position of being like a, a up and coming car company. So yeah. they didn't have, the kinds of problems that like Ford and GM did where they were like so, so big that they couldn't control like all the factories and all of like the problems yeah. that were coming out and recalls. They did when you're not that big, you don't have recall issues. Cause you're like, wait, we got plants in Mexico, America, China, all over the world. 
the bigger you get, the, the you know, the worse your. I also found Toyotas were always, Toyotas and Nissans were always just like yeah. a few thousand dollars cheaper than a Honda mm-hmm. and basically just as good. Because like the way my family judged cars was like, can you drive it 100,000 miles? Yeah. And you could drive a Toyota and a Nissan 100,000 miles. Easy. And they also had Lexus, which was doing well. Yeah. I also noticed that every company we saw at the car show, the LA Auto Show, had at least one car I would drive, except Honda. Yeah, I didn't really see a Honda I I liked in there. There were cool Hyundais. Yeah, Hyundai was surprisingly. I'm like what, Buick. I wasn't into. Well, you and I both agreed that Buick. Buick looked a is just for like 80 year olds. I yeah, I don't know who's buying a Buick. That's the car you see in traffic where you're like, I'm going around that. That's a rental. It's the old person at a supermarket. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm not getting in that one. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking Buick. Mm-hmm. I'm out of there. Yeah, that's like a company car that you get yeah. when you become a thing, but you would never buy. Yeah, it was it was pretty boring. The what when I if you don't even know anything about cars and you go to an auto show, you know what car companies are doing the best by how giant and like overblown their exhibits are. Yeah, Porsche had its own room. Yeah. And they only have like fucking seven cars or whatever. Yeah. Which, and there's a lady like when you walk in, welcome to Porsche. Have a great day. You're what like, I learned well, is it's Porsche. Yeah. Which I've never, I've just say Porsche. I just say Porsche too. Porsche, I don't know why yeah. I don't like it. It sounds like a, someone's name. It sounds too like, it's like saying Target instead of Target. Ugh. That's what I think of when people Ugh. say Porsche. I'm like, relax. Yeah. Calm it's Porsche. Down. Calm down, Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like Toyota's display was like fucking half of the goddamn it convention really center. It was really big. It, it was, was enormous. What else was big? They had fucking dudes playing drums. They had like a whole thing. Oh, the, they also had the, the 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 two languages. They had a bi they had a bilingual people too. They had a Toyota Live exhibit. Yeah, it was Toyota, like two newscaster types. Yeah, who who were who were selling Toyota's gas mileage in English and Espanol. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah, they had the best exhibit. Ford had a really big one. Um, Ford's doing quite well now. Because they're cool again. Yeah. It's well, weird. they're the only American auto company that didn't take the bailout money. Yeah, they survived the recession. And they their stocks their stocks rocketed because of it. Yeah. Because yeah. what they did was they, their trucks always sell well. Everyone's yeah. always going to... There's always going to be a truck market because of, you know, yeah. construction and, you know, all that shit. And their trucks are consistently always like the Ford F-Series is the truck. That's it. Forever. Yeah. And then their cars started getting... The focus was like, focus recession or not, this car is 10 grand. Buy it. Yeah. And yeah, the, you, you'd see the commercials like $1,000 down, $90 a month for a new car. You're like, you know, any new car will last three years. Yeah. That's cheap as shit. Yeah, it was pretty impressive that they were able to like. But I, what I said, I think is true. The Ford logo is too old timey looking. Yeah, and it's they a should boring. only put it on the back. When you see it on the front of like a cool Ford Focus, it's it's it it flies in the face of the rest of the car design. Right. The design of the car looks kind of energetic and futuristic or whatever, and then the logo it look it looks like an old tobacco logo. Right. Right. I mean, I, I as, as many of our listeners know, went to art school. And the art school I went to had a really cool uh, car design section. So I've been looking at, like, futuristic car designs for years and years and years. But, yeah, the, lo- that logo's a bummer. What should they do to change it? I, th- I mean, okay, you can't change the Ford logo. I think you take it off the front of the car. Okay. And you put it on, you have it only on the back, or you make it off-center, or maybe you just have the cursive F. Because you the the Ford F is what I think is the most recognizable. Yeah. Also, the oval is a soft. The oval is a weak ass shape, especially on the front of a car. It's like a flattening tire. Yeah, I think. Well put, Nick. Yeah. That is ex- <laughs> well put. 
well put, Nick. Yeah. You are learning so fast. <laughs> but yeah, like it's not it's not like a sharp it's not like a sharp, cool looking logo. It's right. sort of soft. The the type's cursive, which is sort of soft. Like I think you could get away with just the F on certain models. I think it depends. Well, the 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 trucks have like a hard F, like yeah, F because it's F series. The F, F of the F one fifty is angular. It's yeah. tilted. It's, it's like a block. It's, yeah, it's sharp looking. Yeah, it looks like tough. Whereas the cursive Ford looks, it looks like it. It's sort of genteel. Even the Ford F series commercials, like it, at the end, it's always just like F series or F one fifty, and it's always like forged out of steel. Yeah, it's always like a metal spark. You're like Jesus. All right, relax. Yeah, relax, guys. Stop yeah. hitting me with a. Where are we going bat. to war in this thing? This isn't a tank. It's a uh, truck. We are going to war. That's <laughs> why they made the Hummer. Right. Um, yeah, I just think the logo looks a little weird against the car. But yeah, the, you know what? That. I wasn't mad at the Mustang design, and those things were not expensive. No. Twenty-five thousand, well, but that's for like the weak ass Mustangs. That's what people like. They always get. They're like, dude, I'm getting a fucking muscle car, bro. I'm getting a Mustang, and then they get the cheapest Mustangs, which are like all it is is a shitty car with the shell of a of yeah. a like a, a muscle car. So they're like small engines. Some of them are like they used to make like four cylinder Mustangs, which are like you're yeah. driving a fucking Ford Escort. My brother is had a Mustang and he's in really into cars and actually the minute we walked into the car show I realized he should have come with us. Right. And uh but yeah, he there's like Mustangs you want and there's the Mustangs you can just get for whatever. Yeah. You you have to get a V8 or just GT, don't get one. But that speaking of muscle cars, the Dodge Dodge is doing it right right now. That Challenger is pretty cool. The Challenger and the Charger. Yeah, I will fuck with those. Yeah, those are tough. They had looking. a new one right next to an old one, like a 1970 yeah. orange Dodge Challenger. Yeah, restored mint condition, yeah. everything. And the new one was right next to it. You're like, yeah. I would have liked it to have been a Dodge Challenger Super B, but that's uh-huh. me. They have a cool bumble. It was the custom one that came, and it had a bumblebee on the side. This is enormous with a helmet. Yeah, and they had a they had a fin on them back then yeah. that stood three and a half feet off the car. Yeah, it was the shit. Yeah, they were pretty cool. Fun fact: the General Lee. It was a Dodge Challenger, mm-hmm. so that's fun, and uh, or a Charger. I think it's a Challenger, but those new ones are fucking cool looking. Yeah, I liked them. And you know what? For some reason. It's a sports car, but it doesn't look cheesy to me. It doesn't look yeah. like midlife crisis. It looks sort of tough. Yeah, because it's throwback. It's like it, it's, it's it's square. That's yeah, it's when, not low to the ground. It sits up kind of high. It's squarish. It looks like an old Camaro. It looks like the old Challenger, the old Charger. Yeah, thing looks tough. Muscle car, like the cool muscle cars were like blocks. Yeah, and the front was just like it's square, and they looked angry. Yeah, and the front, and you just like saw. Well, that's the secret too. I've noticed because I noticed this. A lot of car designs based on animal faces. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the Stingray was based on the what a Stingray's face looks like. And the secret I noticed this with type too. The way to make something look cool is to make it look like a mean face. Mm-hmm. So you just point the grill down you know what i mean like it's not super round looking that's why the ford logo doesn't look tough it's like an, a kind of agape soft mouth yeah it's like if you want something to look tough it's about hard angles and those challengers look tough yeah and they look like even the stock one the standard one looks good yeah and they look like they're like the really good it's been more with like exotic cars like the angles are super sharp and they look like they're moving. Yeah. When you're looking at like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, they're all the angles are facing down and forward, and yeah. it looks like it's in motion. Yeah. Where you're, you just, you just sit there, and I just, I stare at them for like two minutes. And I'm like, 
I imagine them flying down. Car, car, cars are like, I mean, I feel like they're the most prevalent design object in like human life, I guess. Because everyone, you see them everywhere and everyone at one point is going to own one. Shoes, own one. cars and shoes. It's the thing you have to use the most often mm-hmm. that is the most varied in design. There's yeah. a million different kinds of shoes, there's a million different kinds of cars. But they're fucking sexy. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not a car guy. I really am not. But, like, you're at the, uh, after a while at the auto show, you're like, this stuff is pretty dope. Yeah, there's great shit there. You can tell some people get souped up for that auto show. You know who does? It's always the old, old dudes that are mm-hmm. like in their 50s and. They're going to be like, you know, maybe one day I'm still gonna get it. Yeah. Get me a ra- like a nice race car, a nice Porsche, a nice. They can afford it now, and they're kind of looking, and they know way too much, and yeah. they're talking people's ears off. I sat in a Chevy Volt because I'm like, oh, these are interesting cars, like a full electric, like, and and they're they're good, they're good cars, yeah, they're cool. And I sat in one, and then this old guy kind of was like, did he have white hair and he was a little fat? Yeah, and he was holding a bag. Okay, I saw that same dude. He yeah. was killing everyone he could get to listen to him. Mm-hmm. I saw him at the Ford Counter, yeah. killing two women there with some stuff. I, I, all I got was a piece. He was talking about managers mm-hmm. or something. I saw him doing the same thing to the Chevy women. Yeah, this dude was. This was his day. He was going to talk to people today. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're just like midlife crisis dudes that are like this represents manhood for me like this yeah this dodge challenger never had one back in the day i'm gonna get one now i'm just gonna sit here and stare at it i was definitely looking at the dodges and thinking okay if i don't get married and have kids i'm getting one of these fucking cars yeah i'm gonna marry one of these cars i'll be able to afford it because i won't i'll have disposable income and you're gonna get up what i get you'll get up every day you'll clean it yeah get one of those those broom thingies that Mm -hmm. they had there yeah I, there's, I mean, I don't give it know. like a wax and polish every two weeks. Yeah, Just detail it on a Sunday afternoon. I used to do that. I've every every car I've had. I'll, I I like washing them on my own. See, I don't I, treat cars well. I wax and polish them on my own. Really? Yeah. Huh. I like it. It's okay. relaxing. I like going through drive-through car wash. I don't like that as much. I do. I do. I've done it a couple times. It's and really I'm like, fun. Okay. You know what I used to do? And I've posted pictures of it on Instagram. Like I, I was going through, I was at my parents' house and I was going through like all this old shit I had when I was a teenager. And I found these old scale model cars that you, you build. Oh, yeah. Um, and you build them from like piece by piece. Yeah. And you paint every, you build the engines. Did piece you do by that piece. shit? Dude, I used to do that all the time. See, I, okay, A, I never had the patience necessarily, mm-hmm. but I always found the paint very frustrating. The paint was not easy. Because you couldn't actually get it to look like it looked on the box. You really needed... Oh, well, I could. You, Nick, you needed an airbrush. I'll show you pictures. And then... <laughs> and I, you, they, you know what they did? Uh, they, they ended up making little tiny spray cans so you could spray yeah. the body as opposed to doing it by brush. Yeah. Um, which made it a little easier. Yeah. But you get like little... Um, and terribly toxic. Because you got kids, they're not doing it outside, guys. They're doing it in their rooms. Well, the, the, uh, the spray paint thing I would do outside. But then the rest I would do inside. But spray I would get... Spray paint is dope. I did it because it was so... A, I had no friends, so I needed something to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you could do it in like... It would take like maybe a day or two or something like that if you weren't rushing. And you wanted it to look good. So I would sit there and it would be something I could focus on. I could sit there and like put my energy into this and it would like help calm me down and like right. give me something to like center myself on 
but I would still like my anger issues were still there. So they would come out. It would be like me being totally quiet for like an hour, hour and a half, yeah, and nothing. And then once the painting, the little tiny parts kind of came into play and started getting challenging, it would be dead quiet. And then me going, motherfucking shit. And my mom would run in, what happened? This goddamn carburetor won't glue onto the fucking engine. She's like, what's a carburetor? It's just, it's, just leave me alone. Well, I'm also, I, those decals were the kind you'd have to, like, didn't you have to dip, dip, in dip them in water? Yeah. Fuck you, man. Yeah. Are you, like, no. Yeah. There, it, is no, there was no way to do it right. It, it, tweezers. It, tweezers, but you are, one of the tricks is you get it extra wet, and then you put it on, and then you kind of, like, smear, smear it on it. with your finger. But some of them were so hard because some of them you're putting on racing stripes, which yeah. go from literally the front end to the back end of the car, and you're dealing with... What's basically a super thin noodle. Yeah. And you just got to like slowly I paste if, it on with your finger. It I wonder if their strategy was, let's make these so difficult, kids will destroy them and then need another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, and another thing was they were super cheap. Yeah. They were like seven ninety nine or something. I used set. to always look at them. There was that toy store in Montrose mm-hmm. on Honolulu. That's where I got them. Yeah, I would always look at them. those boxes. Yeah, and think to myself, I wish the car was just done on the inside, and I could just buy it. Well, you could do that too. They sold like the metal diecast ones. Yeah, but like, but I'm I, like, fuck that. I want to build it so I can open the hood and look. The, at the boxes engine. were so dope looking, and I just would look at them and be like, "You're not gonna do that, right?" Dude, I got him to My look brother could like the box. Dude, really? You know what I used to also do? I got I got into it to the point where I'm like, you know what this 1965 El Camino needs customization i'm gonna drop it to i'm gonna lower it so i got a dremel like one of those little Whoa, dremel things calm down um yeah i got one of those and then i cut out the wheel wells in the back and then i lowered the car shit and then glued the wheels in place because like you couldn't do it yeah in, unless because it wasn't ever going to move anyway yeah so i lowered it to the ground and put different rims on it from like another car because sometimes Jesus. they gave you extra rims are you so you're like a secret car nerd yeah yeah Really? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> why have you? Why do you hide I, this? I don't hide it. But you never talk about this stuff ever. Well, I mean, most people don't give a shit about cars that much. How do you know? Because every once in a while, I'd be like, dude, I saw this sweet Bugatti down the street. Because, dude, living in fucking Hollywood, by the way, is such a great place to just run into exotic cars you don't Are see Are exotic cars anywhere. your shit? Not like old cars. No, I like some exotic cars, but I like old like muscle cars and shit like that. So like Hemis, Challengers, the Super Bs, Challengers were Camaros. Cool. I like the... Um, SS Malibu, a 67 Nova Deuce. Yeah, those were pretty cool. I like originally like everybody. I liked old Mustangs, like '64 right. to '67. Those yeah, were great. Fuck yeah! There was this fucking old lady that lived. There in was Locker a GT three fifty at the show today in the yeah, Mustang yeah. area. That thing was that dope. thing was awesome. Yeah, there was this old lady that lived in Locker Center. It was like fucking seventy. She's probably been dead for twenty years now, mm-hmm. but she had a nineteen sixty five Mustang that was. I mean, it looked was like it light yellow. No, black I think, vinyl top. No, it was like dark blue or black or something okay. it was like dark blue and it looked like it was just driven off the lot yesterday yeah because she was this old woman that was like well i've had Barely this car drove it, yeah and i'm retired and i don't go anywhere and it would just sit in her fucking garage and every couple of weeks you'd see it driving around and it sounded brand new yeah it looked brand new and this tiny old lady was just Murr. and a part of me wanted to be like listen lady 
when you're ready to sell it. If I'll you don't it. have any grandkids, yeah. I'm I'm the guy. You, give, you leave me that car. My dad's first car was apparently a, a white Mustang, a sixty, a white Mustang, nineteen sixty five, vinyl, black vinyl top, red interior, mm-hmm. and it was the sh- And he t- he regretted selling it whenever he got rid of it. He regretted it for like his entire life. He was like, "That was the greatest car." Those are my the first cars I liked too. I my shit. I love a Mustang fa- uh, uh, a fastback. Yeah, those are cool. 67s I mean, the were pretty 60, good. To me, the 66 Fastback GT350 white with the blue stripes is about as cool as you can get. Like, that car is so dope like looking. Like Shel- the Shelby one, Shelby did. Yeah, the Shelby yeah. one. That, to me, and but even the, the plain ones, like the with the 289, the, the engine, they're just so simple. There was a girl in La Crescenta that went to our high school named Sienna Watson that had one. Yeah. And it was so cool looking. It's like, how do you get your hands on one of those as a they, fucking teenager? They were like, so cheap. Fair. They were so cheap. Literally, when I was in high school, those you could get one for like five grand. I wanted one so bad. That is not fair. You could get one now. It's not super crazy expensive. I'm trying to find these pictures. Here but that, go. like, old... I, I think that's where a lot of people start liking old cars is old Mustangs. Also, old Camaros. I mean, an S, to me, the Chevy... That 1965 to like 70 Chevy SS 1968 stuff. Chevy Camaro. Yeah. Chevy Camaro, yeah. vinyl top, super sport with the rally stripes. Forget it. You're Where done. do you think that I took a picture of that car? Where do you? Did you take a picture of it? Yeah. Where do you think I saw that car? Well, it's raining. I'm going to say the East Coast. Yeah. Well, actually, I built that car. Oh, God, Jesus. I made that car. All right. I'm looking at a I made, I made a, a model. Scale. It's on my Instagram, at Nick Youssef. It's like 33 weeks ago is when I posted them. And there's a series of cars. Okay, what kind of filter did you use on your Instagram? I don't remember. Because you put it on asphalt. Did you wet the asphalt? It was already wet. It was raining. <laughs> oh, no, you know what it was? It was like, I think it might, yeah, it was raining. And I was like, oh, it's wet over there. I'm going to put it over there and take a picture. Look, of it. this is well made. It took me a half an hour to take those pictures because I was trying to find the right place. You're a huge <laughs> fucking nerd. Dude, it was, I used to love building those things. I never had the patience. I would I like, literally buy a model because they were cheap. It was like seven bucks for one of those models. What, a great example of a, an old square-looking mean car is a, a 69 Plymouth GTX. Oh, yeah. From, that was that's one the of car the they drove in Tommy Boy. It's just like a box. The GTX, the Plymouth, those were so cool. They were and, just And shit. those were the ones that they were throwing huge engines in. GTX is dope. I lowered a, a, the, he the lowered El, Camino. El Camino. It looks like a 66. Yeah. 66 El Camino that he lowered. These, I know this is hard if you're listening because we're Go to Nick's showing Instagram Kevin for these. the nerdiest shit you've yeah. ever seen. I lowered a 67 yeah. El Camino. Mm-hmm. 1965 El Camino. Lowered that bitch to the ground using a Dremel tool. <laughs> and then I, I, I used to like the old Fords, like the 30s Fords. Those were like Roadsters. Yeah. The ones were like the... Yeah, the hoods would come on and off and shit like my, that. One of my favorite cars is the '49 Ford Club Coupe. It has a bullet nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy, one of the guys from ZZ Top, had one, and it was always in car magazines. Dude, rock stars get the best cars when they're like, "Well, I got millions of dollars now. Yeah. I'm gonna get the fucking coolest." Not only car that, I'm gonna pay a guy to build it perfectly. Yeah. So I don't ever have to touch it except when I just to drive it perfectly. Right. The car I want, what I would love, is a '69 Buick Cutlass. Four four two. Okay. And I real I when I built one, Jesus. the little scale model one, there's a picture of it. That's a beautiful car. Yeah, that's a good one. It is 
fucking amazing. It's just a big, scary-looking See, fast when I was car. in like high school and just out of high school, you could get those for not a lot of money because they weren't super... Because they were so big. Yeah. A lot of people didn't want a car quite that huge. Yeah. I mean... And I'm all about fucking like hybrids and electrics and stuff. I'm just like, yeah, it's a waste of money. Yeah. But I would... That would be the exception. And a, a 1969 Cutlass, the mileage would be... You get four fucking miles of the game. When I was about 19, I'd saved up $3,000 from being a busboy and I wanted to buy a car. Yeah. And I want I there in Auto Trader there was a 1971 Barracuda four barrel carburetor I think 442 engine mm-hmm. I think it and it, the guy listed it got 12 miles to the gallon <laughs> it had no headliner it's so worth it it was though. purple and I was like Dad I'm gonna buy this car yeah and he goes if you buy that car I will not help pay for college and <laughs> I was like the- why not he goes you don't know how to change a fucking tire yeah you can't buy an old car that's the problem with buying an old car is like they're not gonna be reliable really in any way no. so either you have to have the money to just always be like i gotta fix the yeah. fucking radiator now i gotta f- broken car there's the parts on cars that they don't even put on new ones anymore yeah and you're like i don't know what to do with a carburetor what the fuck like yeah. i gotta take it into a guy yeah and then you gotta take it into a specialist that knows how to work on classic cars yep and then money's coming out of your fucking ass yep. unless you know how to do it, yeah. which I don't. No. I can build a scale model plastic one. <laughs> I can do that. Like a nerdy shut-in. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's what it was like the, meditation. At the show, like there was, we saw those dudes like opening the hood. Yeah, yeah, look yeah, at like yeah. a new car like what are you looking at man you can't yeah. tell what everything's covered in plastic. Everything's covered in plastic. And you can't see shit. Yeah. So <laughs> what are you opening the hood of that car to look at? Yeah, to see what and also it's like most of them a fast car now, you don't need giant engines anymore, especially like foreign cars. They were the first ones to be like, fuck this V8 shit. We're going to build like four-cylinder cars with fuel injection, and we're going to supercharge them, and then they're going to be faster than American-made cars yeah. and lighter and smaller, and we're going to blow them all out of the water. What car did you see today that you were like, that is my shit? Oddly enough, that, um, that Subaru. The de- which one? Oh, the the uh, legacy. Yes, they had Subaru a concept legacy. legacy. It was beautiful, and it, I, I heard the lady talk. It's not in production. That's where they're like literally hope. They said this is the direction we're hoping to go in. Dude, I hope they do. Look up Subaru Legacy concept car. It's dope. It's really nice. Uh, the Subarus in general were pretty good. I did not get recognized in the Subaru area, despite being in a very popular Subaru commercial. <laughs> I was just shocked. taking the mic from a lady. I like, was. I'll take it from shocked. here. Hi, I'll be the ambassador right now. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. But yeah, I, I drove a Subaru for a few days and, and I liked it. I forget which one I drove. They're cool. The like, Legacy. I drove the small Legacy hybrid. And I that, those are good cars. It was it had a lot of jump, had a lot of pep. I think they're all, all of them are all wheel drive, I believe, too. So yeah. like handling's unbelievable. The WRXs are cool looking. Yeah. I mean, I just, that's what I've noticed is all car companies now got smart and made their cars cool looking. So even if like like Hyundai had a bunch of cool, like cars companies that used to maybe not think are cool, like Kia and Hyundai, all have sweet looking cars. Yeah. And they're inexpensive and they all kind of, there's no like, like, can you think of a car company that's literally considered shit now? Not really. Um, no. Suzuki? Yeah, maybe Mitsubishi. They don't really I don't even think cars. Mitsubishi's bad anymore. I don't think they're any good, though. But I don't think they're like, you know, when we were growing up, there were car companies that were like, no way, do not. Yeah. 
Like you wouldn't buy a Hyundai. Hyundai, yeah, it was one of them. Hyundai, you would you would Mitsubishi. Buy uh, I remember Mitsubishi SUVs were just like, oh, you want a death trap? Well, no, yeah, that get- was the Suzuki Samurai. Or that the one Suzuki too. Samurai. If you made a sharp right turn, it rolled. That was also the Mitsubishi Montero. Yeah, it, they were so <laughs> top heavy. They looked like giraffes. Yeah, but then Mitsubishi came out with what the Spider, that little sport Eclipse one, Spider, yeah, which was the same as the Mercury Talon. Mercury, oh. Mitsubishi, and Ford were the same company. Oh, I didn't. Even, I don't think I even knew that. Yeah, because uh, there was a thing. I read a thing about how like most Ford uh, uh, parts during the '90s were made in Japan. Right. And it's, and it's like they they came with something because Ford was still calling itself American made. So they came basically like thirty percent of the car had to be made in America to be able to call it American made. It's ridiculous. So Mitsubishi, Mercury, and Ford were all the same, but the Talon and the Spider, I believe it was called, were basically identical cars. The Spider was essentially a, the convertible Eclipse. Mm-hmm. And they just call it a Spider. Like, yeah, the Spider. Like, dude, it's just the same car but with a cloth top. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah. Mercury t- had a thing that looked exactly like the Thunderbird. I can't remember what that was. I think I've seen... I remember what the Talon was. It was kind of okay. Yeah. The, one of the worst things Ford did was try to bring back the fucking Thunderbird. That thing looked like a, a little toy car. Yeah, it was dumb. It looked like a toy car that would be in a Barbie house. Yeah. We were like, what good. are you doing? Just leave it alone. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know what? They fucked up the Impala, too. Or the yeah. Chevy did when Chevy brought... They brought that first one, the 95, was dope looking. And you could tell it was cool because it got people were lowering it instantly. Mm-hmm. Dudes were buying it and lowering it. Um, and that's the only one people still want. But then they turned into like a boring sedan. Yeah. Whereas when it first came back, it looked kind of tough. It was big, but it was like kind of simple, and you could put rims on it, and it looked cool. It was in a lot of rap videos. You're like, all right, that's yeah, a cool-looking Impala. Yeah. I wanted to fuck with one of those. And they're also like cop cars for a while. Are they that? No, they the were Crown Vic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, no, before the Crown Vic, they had one that was light, that looked like an Impala. It was like... um. I don't remember what they called them, but they kind of looked the same, which was kind of ironic. Impalas may have been a cop car for some, may have been a sheriff car. Maybe for, they had both, and then they eventually all went to Crown Victoria's. Yeah. But yeah, you'd see like the gangster version and then the cop Well, they had like the, they came out, they had an SS, they had an Impala SS when they came back, and the thing was sweet looking. I remember this guy that lived like a few blocks over from me and like a couple friends of mine, was all, used to always work on cars and stuff, and he'd get these like crazy old, cool muscle cars and shit and he had like a dodge a duster i think plymouth duster and then my grandma had one yeah they were cool right loud and there was an i can't remember dodge what, dart no not a dart the plymouth sprite no it was a plymouth i can't, i really can't remember this was like fucking 20 years ago by now mm-hmm. but he had this old oh the i'm not sprite the squire the squire and the dart were the same thing no, it wasn't that. But old d- darts were cool. Those yeah. mid 60s darts. And those were dirt cheap. They've also the brought those back. Yeah, I saw a new cool. one. And I was cool like, again. it looked like a shitty little sedan, though. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not. No. Some, they just got to sometimes let a car be just dead. Or extinct, bring it back like they did and make it look similar. Yeah, but I think that's their intention is like, we're going to make it cool again. And Ugh. then you're like, you failed. You now failed. it just looks like a shitty. It's like when a band tries to go back to its roots. When they go, this album, we're going back to its roots. You're like, well, shitty version of the good stuff. Yeah, shitty roots. See you later. Shitty roots. Yeah. Um, but he would like fix up these old cars. And I remember once he he's like, all right, I fixed up this. I think it was like a Challenger or something like that. Like a 1968 or 9. Black on black. Everything was black. Right. Super loud, crazy custom exhaust. It was the fucking coolest car ever. Every once in a while, I would hear him testing it up and down the street and La Crescenia there's long ass yeah. you know streets 
So I'm like, man, what would I would not give? below Foothill where I lived, where the poor people were, but above Foothill where Nick lived. You had <laughs> two long streets street. above Foothill. <laughs> you had two. You had long streets. <laughs> um, so then he was taking this car out, and he's like, "Hey, I got to do a, a time test. I want to test the yeah. zero to sixty on this." And we're all sitting there. We're like, "Whoa, man, that's gonna be cool." He's like, um, "I don't have a watch though, so I need one of you guys to come with me." And we're like, "Holy shit!" I was the only one that wore a wristwatch. And I'm like, see you later, suckers. <laughs> and then by the time I got into this car, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know this guy. And we're about to do zero to 60 on a residential street. I might fucking die. <laughs> so I couldn't even fucking enjoy it. The whole time I was so scared. He's like, all right, man, you got to look at your watch and count down the seconds. I'm like, huh, 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 just shaking nervous the whole time. But it was my first experience in a muscle car. And it just I, ever since then. And I was like 13 years old. I was like, I they're need one. sweet, dude. Dude, they're so sweet. There's something to it. But the, the guys, I mean, they broke down every three days. Yeah. And this guy knew his way around cars. Yeah. He always had two or three cars being worked on in his driveway and on the well, street. Well, nothing breaks down more than a high-performance muscle car. Because oh, yeah, basically, yeah. you customize it yeah. to blow out some of the parts that were not meant to go that fast. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, the engine, you know, the pistons you've got going right, but then you have all these little gaskets and things that break. Yeah. Because they weren't meant for that kind of heat. And then you add, like, air intake that is, like, is way too much versus the amount of like gas and, yeah you know going it's just some people don't know what they're doing this guy did but it's just like you know you're it's trial and error because he wasn't like a professional mechanic what i was noticing at the car show is i think there's something guys older people dudes with money are always looking for something that they can justify spending a lot of money on yeah so it, they're like well the reason it's expensive is because of this 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 and this because yeah. i noticed a parallel and i realized this as we walked in a lot of dudes with really expensive wristwatches at the car show. Yeah. And it's the same thing where it's like, yes, it's a $50,000 wristwatch, but it's a minute repeater. It makes a chime. Yeah. It, it keeps the date to the leap year, even though, and it's mechanical. It's not, a, it's not digital. Yeah. Like men are always looking for something they can buy that shows off their status, but they can at least have a way of a means by explaining how it's worth it. And what more, what better thing to show off status than like a nice car? Nice cars are nice, man. Because you are driving it around everywhere. You yeah. pull up to a restaurant. You pull yeah. up to work. You pull up to pick up a date. It's it's the first thing you see. Yeah. And they go, oh, this guy has a really nice Mercedes. The car I drive now, I don't even know if it would be considered. It's the nicest car I've had. Yeah. It's a Volvo, which, mm-hmm. I, guys, I will fuck with Volvo. <laughs> Love them. They're great. But like it's just a little nicer than I'm used to and I, I like I like it. It's mm. more comfortable. It drives smoother. You spend a lot of time in your car especially in Los Angeles. Oh yeah. It pays I can to have see a- I can, it's easy for me. I used to not understand it, but like now I want a nicer one. I want a nicer car. Like do I want my next car to be nicer than the one I have now? It's like with anything when you when you go a little nicer you're like, "Oh, I'm not going to go back now." Well, also, it's never the difference in cost that you freak out about is never it never ends up being life altering at all. I told you I have this like mental just from being young and my mm. father always being kind of cheap when it came to cars. Yeah. There's like a mental block I have after $25,000 or $20,000 yeah. where I'm like, "Well, this is getting crazy." It's like, <laughs> "Well, that's just what things cost now." Like Things cost more now, and that's like a very normal price. Like everything we looked at today was in the thirty thousand dollar range. Oh yeah, there were barely any, and this is all just like I mean mid level sedans and shit like that. They're all like around, and it's well now they're more because more companies are making hybrids and electrics and shit. Yeah, so those are, immediately you're spending thirty thirty five 
or what kind of car do you want to get next or what you think you're going to get next you're going to get in a hybrid dude i don't even know that's like asking what kind of house am i going to get i'm just like buy a what i don't know i want an audi <laughs> i would like another i mean hybrids are great does basically every company makes some hybrid now yeah so you can kind of get one if you want yeah i mean it's just about getting like the the a comfortable one one that looks i like i mean i think the prius is cool the volt's electric but i like that car that volt's dope looking i think it's a cool car i would get that i'd get the the um i like there's a focus that's cool it's kind of bigger i don't want a small car I don't, See, I don't want I, a big car, but I don't want a small I car. sat in a couple of big cars, and I was like, oh, I don't like... I would not want... Unless it's going to be an old muscle car, I don't. I want a small car that I can just maneuver around in and park anywhere. Yeah. Like, cars like... I mean, I, I just... I think Toyota is just the best car company. Everything they do is great. They're you, definitely... I mean, there are... I think... Aren't they still the world... They're, I think Ford now is the most... Is doing the best in America now, I think. But I think Toyota's probably worldwide still, still the best. Yeah, I think. Although there could be some car company that's popular and that we don't know about, like a Chino in China. If you if you factor in like Europe and shit, uh, maybe Le Car. Yeah, Le Car in Europe. People seem real juiced on those Fiats. Fiats are all right. They're yeah. like that's like the new craze, like Mini Cooper. Mini was like the thing five years ago. Like they're small and stylish yeah. and cool, and they get good mileage. But and they're kind Fiat's of pricey and Fiat's cheap. Right, and Fiat, right. the thing that the car companies have figured out, you make an inexpensive car, you only make like one, but you have tons and tons of options as far as like colors available and interiors. Mm. You have these little limited editions. Mm. Like Fiat has a Gucci model. Oh, that's like you horrible. just give a million little options for people. That's why Scion worked so well for Toyota. Because yeah. they're like, hey, young people, design your own car. They yeah. look super futuristic. I want the Range Rover we saw that was $199,000. <laughs> But it had it had a, a leg s- extension. It had a back seat that looked like a first class airplane seat. It really did. It had a full on leg extension like a lazy boy. With a tray that came up so you could like put a computer it had or food. a small table. Yeah. <laughs> and a fucking two TVs factory yeah. installed. That's the price seemed a little high even with the chair. It was pretty crazy. I thought I was like, we were looking at it, we're like, all right, this is a hundred grand. Yeah. But not it's, it's two hundred no, grand. It's two hundred grand. Look, I mean, I don't know. It was basically, it was just, it looked like the SUV version of like a really nice Bentley. Yeah, I guess it is. I mean, that looked like the kind of, maybe that would be like a car that they drive like a prime minister in. Yeah. Just probably a bulletproof version. Anytime some ambassadors visiting. Yeah, you got your ambassadors, your prime ministers, your heads of state. You throw them in the back, he's on his computer. When Boutros, Boutros Ghali comes to town. Getting blowjobs from like interns. Yeah. That kind of shit. You want tinted glass that's bulletproof. Yeah. And you want a table to do drugs off of. Of course. Yeah. That's like what, every prime minister. Every prime minister. Guys, probably no does. one loves coke like a prime minister. <laughs> yeah. No one loves hookers and blow <laughs> like a foreign ambassador to no a foreign nation. No one loves coke like prime ministers. They're all about it. Angela Merkel loves coke. You know, you know, you don't know who that is. Huge hair, uh, Prime Minister of Germany. Nah, look at him. We're learning so much about Nick today. <laughs> car geek, you're a fucking car geek. <laughs> yeah, man. But you never go to like Bob's Big Boy and look at old cars. I've been there a few times. Well, we've all been there a few times. We live, we live in the area. Yeah, but you don't go to car shows. There was one in on in Glendale like two weeks ago. No. Huh. I mean, I, I've been to a bunch, and a, you know, you wouldn't think you want to take advantage of your hair. 
What do you I mean, mean, you have the perfect hair for going to car shows. Or like 50 style yeah. car shows and shit. Cuff your jeans, put on a white t-shirt, and go to a car yeah. show and meet girls. And then you just get into one and drive off with one. Like, no, it's clearly his. Look at his. Start a switchblade yeah. gang. He's got a pack of cigarettes rolled up into his sleeve. That's yeah. clearly his 57 it's Chevy. Clearly his 57 Let him leave Chevy. with it. I love 57 Chevys. They're cool. I also love the 57 Bis- Chevy Biscayne, which looked like the 57 Bel Air. Yeah. And then they made a 210. They were all like cheaper versions of that. My fa- actually one of my favorite cars is the '56 Chevy Bel Air. That's a pretty good Cause car because it's a little more square. It doesn't have the big fin. It's a little just more square looking and tougher looking. The fins on those '50s cars for a while were getting like there was just like a competition. I like the '50. Yeah, some of them. The Cadillac yeah. fin. I they think it's crazy. a '60. It's a the '59 Cadillac fin is so big. It just it just it's looks absurd. like a wing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like a big dick contest with car companies Basically. for a while. Also, like, off the 58 Impala, beautiful. Yeah. That's the car they drove in American Graffiti. I mean, the cars in the 50s through like the mid-70s, were this, that was the best era for well, cars Well, that's when they ever. came up with planned obsolescence. You make a car look crazy so people get excited about it, but then you have new styles all the time. Yeah. So people want the new one. Yeah. It's very smart. There's a lot of cars like... Like, even in the 30s, they were, like, amazing cars. Like, mm-hmm. some Packards used to be cool. Yep. Duesenbergs. Yep. Were, like, now you find an old Duesenberg. I think Jay Leno has one or two. There's Some of them are, like, a million dollars. Yeah. Because they're so fucking rare. And they were built so well, too. Mm-hmm. There were cars that you could just, like, like an old Rolls Royce. They consider old, ro- like old Rolls uh, from, like, the early 1900s, like, still the, the best design and best put together cars really that you could just get into them drive them and then that's it forever my friend uh john bronson said he was talking to like a car broker someone Mm -hmm. who's basically in charge of selling all kinds of cars if you Mm -hmm. need a car you go to him and he was like what's the best car just if you want to just go to a place drive it off the lot and it'll Mm -hmm. last you forever the guy was like lexus what he said just lexus they're they're super well made toyota man they're like, yeah, Toyota makes Lexus. They they're they're comfortable, like as far especially in like the luxury area. If you want a car, you can just a nice car that you can just go get and buy and drive forever. So just go get a Lexus. They're expensive, but they're not like unbelievably expensive. I see tons of people around here uh, driving Lexus. Seems to be. I uh, there's a lot of uh, upper middle class Asians in my neighborhood, and mm-hmm. they love a Lexus. But yeah, because they're like they're fancy looking, and they're considered like luxury cars, but they're not like way fucking. They're up not there. obnoxious. Yeah, it just means like I have a good job and I uh, care about quality. What else did I see that I really liked? Dodges. I don't. Did we see Kia? Chevy didn't blow me away except for the Volt. Chevy's so boring. Yeah, Chevy's like, the Honda of American cars. Yeah, they just don't really do much. No. Like the the Malibu is just like the Malibu and and those look all kind of the same. Toyota, I didn't do uh, the Land Cruiser. I like the Land Cruiser. The you mean the FJ Cruiser? The FJ Cruiser. Yeah. yeah. I like the FJ Cruiser. I think it's My cool only problem it. with that is that it looks it just reminds me of a Hummer, so I'm like fuck you FJ Cruiser. Yeah. But it's kind of I mean they're kind of cool. If they got good gas mileage, I would definitely fuck with one. But I bet you they don't. Uh, I doubt they do. I mean, I I think maybe 40, 30 or 40. That's way too high. There's no way it gets that much. Maybe it's lower. I read just in the 20s. But there was like a Jeep I remember that we saw. Because they're like, hey, the new Jeep Cherokee or whatever it was. And then there was a giant sticker that was like 30 miles of the gallon. Like it was showing off. I'm like, yeah. that's fucking awful. I mean, my car doesn't. Well, you have a hybrid though. My car only gets my Volvo V50 
mm-hmm. gets like 25 miles a gallon. When it was new? Oh, no, you got... Right now, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, because it's heavy. That's the thing. Heavy cars can't get super good gas mileage. That's, that's why you don't see big-ass hybrids. That's weird. Like, they're not large because it's, it's a weight situation, I think. I was not thrilled with the Volvos. First of all, there weren't that many. And the wagon, like, I, I love a wagon, guys. And the wagon was like, a, it wasn't boxy. It didn't, like, look enough like a Volvo. Also, you and I agreed BMW, we weren't into BMWs. Yeah, BMW, you just have to like the aesthetic. They all look too similar. Yeah, they look the same. So, so if you don't, don't like, like the original, that grill, the way yeah. you're just going to not like I only liked that, that one wagon. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know. They're too kind of roundy. They had a new one, like the i8 or whatever. So it was like their electric yeah. something take on a car. Uh, and that one looked pretty sleek and cool. It was like a, one of their concept futuristic looking cars. The new Corvette Stingray, dope. That was pretty cool. Least favorite model standing by it, though. Yeah. The model thing's weird at the car show. I love that. Cause I don't just think it's like, like necessary at this point. It's not. It's just for like families and, you know, it's just like look, put some sexy found, fucking girls I, so the dad can be like, ooh, I'm going to go check out this to car. Me, first of all, there weren't a lot of, of the kind of spokes model standing by the cars women at the car show. And there seemed to be a lot of families there. So it, in a weird way, seemed like unnecessary and inappropriate. There wasn't a lot of, there were like a handful of cheesy guys trying to talk to the models, I noticed. But it wasn't a lot of it. And a lot of them have to like, have to memorize a lot of car spiel. Well, I talked to this girl when I was like trying to find a map for the, for the auto show to see what else we had to go see. Right. And there was one at this table and the girl was like, oh, you can just keep that. They're everywhere. And I'm like, where the fuck is everywhere? I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> And then I was like, she's alone and bored. I'm like, I need to know what the fuck the deal is with yeah, all these. What is your Because they all look bored and they, they're talking about cars. Like they clearly just had this stuff memorized. And I'm yeah. like, where are you from? How'd you get this job? And her name was Brittany and she was from of Michigan. Of course it was. Yeah. So much makeup. It was crazy. Yeah. There is a, it's, it's a, it's a stage makeup level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found myself wondering, I wonder what you actually look like. Yeah. Because I have no idea. So there was just like. She's like, yeah, you know, it's just one of those like jobs that's like, you know, I'm from Michigan and like they were just, you know, you, you go through a company and like they just, you show up and they go, all right, well, each car company goes, all right, we need like one blonde, a couple brunettes and whatever. Right. And then you, you're hired to that car company. Yeah. And then they send you all the materials that you have to know about. So you spend like a week learning about all the cars that are going to be at the auto show. And then you have to take online exams, and and then when you arrive to each auto show, because every one has different cars. So like the New York one had a couple, say a couple Jeeps that the LA one didn't. Oh. So then you show up early and you look around. And then you focus on everyone has two cars they focus on. So say each each company has six people, six representatives or whatever. So each person focuses on two cars, and you have to learn all the shit. And I'm like, so you're not like a car person, right? She's like, no, not really. And I'm like, well, what happens when like a car nut walks up to you and goes, what's the horsepower? What's the torque? What's the this on this and that? And she goes, well, that's what these are for. And then pulls out a fucking iPad with all these cheat sheets on it. I'm like, oh, oh perfect. Because when I used to go to the auto shows back in the day, they didn't fucking have iPads. No. You just had to lie your way through it. Yeah. There were literally people that was like, look, I don't know. I don't know. They memorized a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I know Lexus, all brunettes. Mm-hmm. Lexus, all the women at Lexus looked exactly the Ford same. Ford was like a lot of blonde. That makes sense. A lot of blonde milfs. 
<laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> they were just like these like super platinum blonde hair, mid thirties looking like hot chicks. I mean, they got to take a lot of unwanted dude flirting. Oh, dude. They have to. A lot of older dudes in polo shirts tucked into khakis. That's what they're there for. Those single guys in their 50s that yeah. are like midlife cry. They're going to they're gonna want to actually know some information about the car, but they're going to spend 10 minutes flirting with this girl. Hey, if I buy this car, are you going to let me take you for a ride in it? <laughs> that psychology's got to work because those Ugh. guys go home and they're like, man, that girl was so hot. I bet if I got one of those cars, I could get a chick like that. See, to me, it felt weird. I was like, this seems unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. Maybe it's not. Dude, when I saw that Corvette, I've seen a million Corvettes, but I saw those two models over there. I'm like, I kind of want to see if that one's hot. <laughs> and then I went over there and checked it. Next thing I know, I'm looking at a Corvette. Where was, I forget what, what area, what car company area it was. It was next to BMW. It may have been Dodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was, a, there was a model woman standing in front of a car, and she looked so bummed. Oh, yeah. She was one of the most attractive ones there. She looked a kind of bored... That was like someone should make a documentary about you. Yeah, they like, look. They all look bored, and uh, and just confused by the people like so, asking them questions. They're just like, I don't. There I don't was know. there was there was ladies at the Fiat area that that seemed one of them seemed really good. She she seemed to be really killing this one guy, just making him laugh his balls off. She seemed really super personable. Was talking to some older folks about having kids. But that's weird. That's a weird ass job. What else did we see that was cool there? You know what we didn't see any of, which was weird, was Tesla. Oh, yeah. We may have missed it. I don't know. I didn't see it anywhere. Uh, do you want to talk about my dominant sports performance? What do you mean? Outside of the Ford basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another cool thing that, that they had was Ford had fucking games you could play. Outside at the convention center, they had their trucks, which having your trucks outside, cool. Yeah. And they had like a sweet dirt track where pe- they were letting people drive rc cars yeah that were fucking sweet like the gas powered rc ones that are like that, for real they were sweet jumps yeah there is a dirt track they built it was cool it was fucking awesome and then they had like a, a line though which the kind bullshit. of a papa shot basketball hoop where if you got one if you got one you made one, okay you got a flag if you missed all three you got a four a little no, you have to you make one you get a flag i think you got a flag just for trying no you gotta okay. make one. You, you got to make one to get a flag that says Ford on it. Make two. If you make two, you get a blue basketball that says Ford on it. Yes. If you make all three, you get a one-eighth scale Ford minivan toy. I love that the the toy is like it's the tr- the 2014 Transit Connect. It's well, just the like reason a the reason Nick is able to read that fucking box. <laughs> Because who went three for three on his first try? The kid. The kid. Who's the kid? Uh, Kevin Christie. Oh, Kevin the kid Christie. Stepped up to the line. Uh, one bounced off the rim in first shot. Then two swishes in a fucking row. And by the way, I got a little bit of a cheer from the people watching. You let's did, be yeah. honest. And then yeah. the lady who wasn't paying attention tried to give me a blue ball. And we yeah. were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> the kid got all three. <laughs> Give the kid his car. I went one first time. I went one for three. Yeah, I was ashamed, that but was I got ashamed. a flag. You got a flag, and then I was uh, the second, the third shot missed. I'm like, how many times can I do this again? <laughs> I'm doing this again. There's nothing going to stop me. Um, I was ready to get kicked out. Yeah, if I didn't let me try again. 
And she's like, oh, yeah, you can do it twice. And there was no line, so I'm like, fucking, you better believe I'm doing yeah. it twice. Then I went two for three, got myself a mini basketball. I didn't go twice because I didn't want to make people feel bad about their inability compared to the kid. <laughs> I mean, I already won. You don't need to win. Yeah, again. you can't win anymore. I mean, you get another Ford Transit Connect Yeah, you, you can't be. Minivan. Once you're the best, you're the best. Yeah, that's true. So you're not the best. I mean, you could be the best of the best. But and I if you like lose, you would have, like, defeated yourself, which is not going to feel good. Yeah, I would have just come go out on top. Se- I would have come in second to me. Yeah, which is not. That's not as. That's good. not anything. But now I got kind of had to retire. I got this sweet toy that I will care about for a day. You think that long? Yeah, maybe. And then I'll look at it. I'll want to. I'll almost throw it away a lot. <laughs> a and lot. Then, but then I won't throw it away. I'll be like, Nah, it's cool. You got. Well, how much less it. do you care about it now versus like four hours ago when you? Oh, I it? don't. Yeah, I mean, way less. <laughs> it's barely here for you. Yeah. In any emotional I'll way. I'll see this car a lot <laughs> and think I should keep it. And wonder, and then someone else would be like, "Why do you have this?" Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, "I, I wanted the bats." I'll be like, "Throw it away, idiot!" Yeah. Like, why do you give a shit? No emotional connection to it whatsoever. But I feel good that I won something, especially something athletic. Not a very atypical for the kid to win something. I was surprised when you made all three at first. I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. So, then you said that you would beat me at basketball. A one-on-one? <laughs> Absolutely, I would. Why win. do you? Why do you feel that? After you saw the accuracy. By the way, haven't shot a basketball in probably a year. I stepped yeah. up. I went three for three. Uh-huh. So what about that performance? Tell <laughs> you're gonna ki- kick my ass. Well, that's just you standing there, no one guarding you, just shooting. You don't think I could get away from you long enough to have that same scenario when we go one-on-one? No. <laughs> There's no way you would win in a one-on-one basketball scenario. One-on-one is... Uh, okay, I'll tell you. I used to beat Steve Howie, who's yeah. 6'4". So am I. Played high school basketball and college basketball. Uh-huh. I used to beat him on the reg. Mm-hmm. He used to find it endlessly frustrating. <laughs> because I don't... I would never... I wouldn't try to play you in any way that would be unsuccessful. You're way taller than me. Yeah. I would never even go near the paint. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? So you're just going to shoot threes the whole time? No, I... I'd shoot. No, I can't. I'm not good at shooting. I just shoot from in and around the key. Okay. And those I'm really consistent. But I'm just going to be all over you, not letting you shoot at all. Okay, but that all over me is relative. <laughs> what do you relative? To get away. How fast do you, are you? I'm pretty quick. <laughs> You're pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. I'm not unquick. And okay. the thing is, I know from where I can shoot. I don't take bad shots because I, I have like two there's like two places on a court I'm even relatively okay from. Okay. So I don't waste time trying to do shit. Uh, and what I've noticed is people that are better at basketball than me. Okay, here's what we're doing. Try to do a lot. Okay. You try to do some things. You're trying to do moves. For the people listening to this episode right now, <laughs> if you're still listening, if you even in any way liked cars, you're probably still listening right. at this point. Right. Uh, if you think Kevin and I should do a, a one-on-one, there's a basketball court near you. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, I won't. We, we're only playing to five. Five? <laughs> yeah. We got to at least play to ten. Okay. What's this five bullshit? <laughs> the hell plays one on one to five. I have terrible stamina. And every shot's what a five pointer. <laughs> yeah. Is that how you I win? Yell it at, as soon as I get the ball, I yell five point shot, and I make it. And then I yeah. go, I yell something like, "I'm like stamp, double stamp," and then I win. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a, yeah. In like elementary and junior high, like, I, no I half make, court's ten points. Yeah, I make one shot, and you're and I stop. You're like, "What happened?" Like, "Oh, I shot from the five point line." You're like, the, "Excuse me." <laughs> and then sometimes you try and get away with like, "No, half court's an automatic win shot." Yeah. Half so no matter what the score was, I win now. Yeah. Okay, so if you guys are listening and you think, tweet at us and, t- and see if you'd want it, this to happen. We'll get, we'll play, 
We'll do a podcast on it afterwards. We'll have one of our friends, some comic we know, referee David, it. David Taylor. We'll have David Taylor referee it. Clearly. And then he can be on with us right. and discuss our skills. Right. Because neither of us play basketball. No. Were you on the Comedy Store basketball team ever? I never did. No. Okay. No. Okay. My um, problem is going to be stamina. Mm-hmm. Like I played Max Greenfield in tennis. I'm vastly better at tennis, but he's in such better shape. I got so tired, I lost. Yeah, I'm not even going to get near you with tennis. And yeah, I'm, no, I'm, no. I will totally lose at that. I'm not even going to. Right. Um, but yeah, if you guys think we should do this, we're going to do it anyways. Like I don't. I mean, we probably will, but it'd be fun to do it as a as an episode. Well, we're going to do it as an episode anyways. That's true. I mean, what like you're, does it not come up to our some our subject matter standards? <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you want our next field trip? To is be, a one on one basketball thing beneath us? Yeah, your idea for our next field trip is going to a record store. So Fuck I think one on one basketball is going to be do just fine. Yeah, you're right. Why don't we go to like a vinyl record store and I buy a record player? I would love to own a record player. You don't have one? I think that'd be no. your shit. I almost did once, but uh, it was at like a flea market or something, but then it turned out it wasn't like worth Isn't the- that part of your pretension utility belt, being into vinyl? No, I don't I don't really own any vinyl, and I never like... That's a world, man. It's dangerous to get into. I know. I, w- I want to, but I want like a, a good record. I don't want to like go to fucking Urban Outfitters, get one of those $30 plastic shitty record players. Yeah. My friend's dad was really into vinyl and the money he spent was craziness. Yeah. The needles, the, a German guy would come to his house. Jesus Christ. Like a German guy came to his house to like, you know, balance I'd things. like a real record player because I don't, I mean, you know, it's that or like have an iPod dock. This is just like the car thing. It has, you have to be like, the, it has to be the really great technical version to justify yeah. the cost. Like, why can't we just have a thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that much about record players to begin with. I don't know. I sound though is important. It is. I kind of get car stereo. Good car stereo. Mm -hmm. Like I went last week. I was in Texas with Whitney, Mm -hmm. and uh, in Austin, there was this cool theater, the Paramount, and next to it was like an even larger theater, and there was a symphony, and there was like doors connecting, and the dude who worked there, I wish I remember his name. He was so cool, and he let me go listen to the symphony after I was done with my set. Yes. Which felt like the op. I was watching them, you know, these unbelievably well trained classical musicians, which felt like the opposite of what I had just done on stage, which was tell dirty jokes. And it was, I hadn't been to see that kind of music in a really long time. It was just about the most beautiful shit I'd seen in years. The violin player, no sheet music, was just lighting the room up. And, you know, it was one of those rooms that's built for that, like built for a symphony. Mm-hmm. It's a really old theater, too. It's like 100 years old. It was so cool. That's crazy. And I, that's the thing. I get why someone like wants really good sound in their car or a dope record player. Oh, yeah. Having a good sound system in your car is... With the amount... I mean, we live in L.A. And we have to drive everywhere. The amount that I'm in my car and listening to music, whenever I'm listening to new shit, it's usually in my car or at the gym or when I'm writing, and I need a good pair of headphones... And the sound system in the car has got to be good. It makes the difference. It's probably the best sound system I have. Like, I don't have a good one in my house. I don't have, like, mm. a good player. So if, it like, a new new music to me, I'd rather listen to it in my car. Yeah. Because I can play it louder, and it's going to surround me more. Yeah, it's surround sound. Yeah. Without having to, like, buy it for the, you know, the house and set it up. It's already there. I'm going to do a recommendation that I got from you. Okay. From <laughs> your recommendation is something <laughs> I recommended to you. I love yeah. it. How much time are we at? We're a little bit over an hour. One Perfect. The new Arctic Monkeys record that Nick told me to get. It's been uh, out for a little while. Dude, it's fucking great. It's called AM. It's really, really, really good. It's rock and roll. Dude. But also 
has some slow jams that you want to dance to ladies to. Yep. Dance with ladies to. Dance naked with ladies. What, look. Horizontally they might, style. This, I'm talking about sex. This album may have what we call fuck jams on it. Yeah. It's good, dude. It really is. Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. Are you sure it's not home? I think it's Homme. I think it's home. We're going to have to look that up. Yeah, okay. Um, look it up right now. God damn it. I think it's home. But that record, it's got good rock songs. Arctic Monkeys, clever songwriters. They have good Just lyrics. The opening fucking track from there's, two there's seconds There's a in. Sabbath vibe in there. It's there's actually... 70s rock heavy vibe in there. It's the intro music to uh, our... Like two episodes ago. Oh, okay. The opening track to the album is the intro music like for two episodes ago. And it's just fucking killer. Yeah, it's good shit. Makes you want to buy black clothing and uh, give people the finger. Maybe get a tattoo, black ink only tattoo of maybe skulls. Fuck yeah. But Dude, I want to get a shit. tattoo right now. <laughs> I'm serious. It's been itching at me for fucking like three weeks. Why don't you just go get the black flag logo? Oh, I'm not. I never listened to them enough to, to be able to pull that yeah, off. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But God, don't you, don't you wish we did? <laughs> no shit, because you know what I'd have right now? Yeah, a yeah. fucking black flag That's tattoo. The thing. If, you're a kid, if you're a young person and you think you may want tattoos at some point, start listening to black flags so you can justify getting the tattoo. Yep. Because it's one of the best tattoos you can get. Mm-hmm. But you can't get it if you don't really, really love Black Flag. Yeah. While I, I just didn't listen to enough Black Flag to justify getting a tattoo. It is pronounced Josh Homme. Really? According to Wikipedia. I'll be damned. Joshua Michael Homme Third, Talented son of a bitch. He's 40 years old. Wow. Dude, well, he's done a lot. Dude, he's great. He's like, he's also huge. He's like 6'4". Yeah, he's and a just big dude. fuck shit up. I met him one time. And was he like intimidating? No, he was nice. I, my manager, Stu Sobel, managed Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age. Wow. Yeah. So I would get to go to their shows and stuff. That's super fucking awesome. They were at Stu's funeral. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, that was the coolest. Like, I would tell people, who's your manager? I'd be like, Stu Sobel. He manages Queens of the Stone Age. People were like, whoa. That's the coolest. Yeah, that's maybe the coolest fact about me is that at one time I shared a manager with the Queens of the Stone Age. The title track is Do I Want to Know? Dude. It's a banger. The record's a banger. Not the title track. The first track one. Yeah. It's um, a good one. It's the whole thing. Well, you, you, I, I down, you were like, download this record. We downloaded it. We were, where were we driving back from? We were driving back from like, uh, fucking Venice. Oh, yeah, Venice. So we had a long haul. We listened yeah. to the whole album pretty yeah. much in traffic. And you were like, download it. I downloaded it. And after 10 seconds, less than that, the song started. I was like, great. This album's great. Yeah. Like immediately. I love it. Yeah. My recommendation, I think, will be music related too. I just uh, I started exploring the music streaming mm-hmm. options there are right. now. Like, so you got Pandora was, has been around for a while, and, right. but that's just like a radio stream, stream radio. Pretty is much. that what Spotify is? Spotify is more than that. So Pandora is just like you pick an, a song or an artist that you like. It creates a station, plays similar shit. Okay. Spotify has that option too, but you can also, if you pay money, nine ninety nine a month, you can play entire albums, and they have a huge library. So you can pretty much, you're like, oh, I want to hear this. You type it in, and you can just play the fucking album and play all the albums by that whole artist. So you kind of okay. have all the music in the world at your disposal, okay? Which is pretty cool. And then RDO is another one, um, which Jonah Ray was was telling me about, and he said do that over Spotify because Spotify rips off the artists. Okay. They pay him like pennies or whatever. Right. So the, one of the guys from um, from Cracker, 
uh, the band. That was oh yeah, yeah, I remember Cracker. So he was saying, the lead singer was saying, they. Uh, what happened to my career? They were, uh, yeah, he's like, a, give me a career. B, when I had one, I had this one song, and it's been, it was played on Spotify a million times, mm-hmm. million times, and he got like three hundred and fifty bucks. See, that's fucking bullshit. Crazy, right? Yeah. So apparently, Spotify is like no good for the artist or whatever. What was Spotify. I have no, I can't remember what it was called. Um, I feel like it was good. It was, I feel like it was like a country rap song. <laughs> I love you spot, you start typing in Spotify and then R, uh-huh. and then it goes ripping off musicians. It's just auto completes <laughs> to like. Why, you, why does it, musicians are getting ripped off too much, man. They're always getting ripped off. It sucks. Have they ever not been ripped off? I don't, ever since there's been record labels? Seems no. like Metallica's the only one that made any money. Jesus. Their song Low is what it was. Oh, yeah. It had been played 1,159,000 times. Girl, like being low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song. I remember that song. That was a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that shit. Definitely. So he, it was streamed. It was played 1,159,000 times on Pandora in three months. And then as, a, as the song's co-composer was paid $16.89 for 116,000 plays on Spotify. A million, okay, a million plays should be 100 grand. And then he got 18,797 plays on AM and FM radio during that same quarter and got $1,300. Still awful. Yeah. That's insane. That sucks. But yeah, so... But every, that's what everyone's starting to do now is they're doing Spotify and RDO. That's another one. So you say RDO's better. Yeah, they have pretty much all of what Spotify has. They have less, but it's like if you're looking stuff up, you're more than likely going to find it on RDO and Spotify. Um, they got Celine Dion. I imagine they do. They probably don't great. have the Beatles because they tend to hold out. Yeah, for Radiohead every, and Beatles are always holding yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So. Tom York hates Spotify. Good. Hates it. Then I have to hate it. <laughs> yeah, I hate it too. Then guess what? I'm so glad I don't have it. Ardia's the user interface is better. It's easier to navigate through, Gosh, and it just looks nice. Sound like such a nerd. This I know. Episode. I really do. But this is a, like the episode where you come out as such as a, nerd. a little geek. Yep. Um, but I like it. Okay. It's easy. It's easy to use. They have kind of everything, and I'm like, I'm one of those like I like to own the albums. Yeah. And put them in my iTunes and listen to them. I also like to buy the record, the physical CD, so I support the art mm-hmm. form of packaging design. Yes, because I is dying, <laughs> dying. <laughs> it's dead. dead. It's been dead. Ugh. Uh, they have kind of everything, and I'm on a 14 day trial right now, so it's like it's free. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm really kind of fucking liking it because I'm like, oh, I've been meaning to listen to this, that, that, and I can do it all. In a fucking day. I don't have to yeah. go download it anywhere. I don't have to like, you know, put it on my iTunes and put it in my phone. It's just right there. Yeah. I just search it and start playing it. And I'm, I've, I like it. I've listened to like five or six albums I've been meaning to get around to all in like a two-day period. Right. And I think it's the, what's the wave of the future. Also, new Kings of Leon record's good. And if you're, um, we want to look at packaging, the Kings of Leon packaging has, uh, for Mechanical Bull, is a neon sign designed by my friend Brett Kilrow, which is photographed yeah. by my friend Dan Winters, and it's dope looking. Fuck yeah. And the album, I think, is good. Yeah, I heard a few tracks. It was all right. Yeah, it's good. It's got it it's right. a little more southerny than they were in their last few records. Yeah, which, which is I good. Like. Yeah. That's when they were at their best. At their best. Um, so I'm liking audio. Apparently, they're a little better to the, to the artists and the labels and stuff. 
Not that the labels need any. I feel like help. these music services are gonna make tons of money anyways. Mm-hmm. So there's just they're deciding to be shitty. A really good music service, it's gonna do well. It's gonna make a ton of money. Oh, yeah. So it's just about them deciding to be greedier than they have to be. Yeah. It's like not necessary. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it really is. That's what I was. I was sitting there watching these people play in the symphony, and I was like, "This is." I felt so. I felt so lucky to be in front of people that were that good at what they do, that they figured out what they were meant to do with their lives, and then did it to that good of a degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, the violin player in this one—he was the lead violin player in charge of all the solos of this one particular symphony. He played for longer than I did stand up. I did a half hour. This he played one. One of the symphonies was about twenty minutes, maybe longer. He had no sheet music. It was just him and the conductor. And I was like, that is a kind of good at something that is extremely rare in this world. And I felt super lucky to be in front of it. And it was great. And you're like, I don't want these people to be fucking poor. That's (laughs) bullshit. They're giving, we're lucky to have people that are that great at stuff. And it's like a gift to humanity. So they should be rich. Or at least well off enough to where they can still do that. Yeah, and, and live then off, re- yeah. and then retire and not be poor. And the same that should be the same as like if you've had more than one, if you had two hits, two full blown like hits, you shouldn't have to. You should be rich yeah. because you, that's a song that conquered the entire country and a lot of the world. Yeah, I don't know how how musicians. I mean, they're never going to be as rich as they were back when you know in the heyday of like. Uh, the record label and I think that's bullshit because I think the record la- I think someone's making as much money off those songs now as they were as they always have been they're just pretending they're not making as much and using it as a means to not pay people as much I well, think it's bullshit I mean, it, they're not making it like they were back in like the mid late 90s and stuff when because you know there were four or five major record labels and CDs were all $23 yeah, and there was making, nowhere else to get they're not making stuff. it off physical album sales but also that's the record label's fault for not advancing technologically. They handed it over. Well, no, they refused it for years. Yeah, which is idiotic. Yeah. They if were like, we got to... If you saw it switch from vinyl to cassette to CD. They resisted that too. Yeah, well, duh. They're stupid because yeah. they thought that... They're like, oh, well, we're so rich and so in control. We can just control... They literally were like, we're going to stop piracy on the internet you're like oh you're gonna control the internet so dumb just fucking adapt you morons and then you know who made him do it steve jobs yeah he told he went to all of them yep he flew to all of their offices and was like here's the future of music you're gonna lose here's what it looks like this is itunes this is what you're doing yeah you're gonna charge this much money people are gonna start buying it not everybody but more than there are now which is fucking no one yeah and i'm getting a huge percentage of it there's also that (laughs) and then they eventually just one after another toppled and we're like we we have no choice no one else is doing it we can't do it as good as jobs is doing it yeah and we're gonna have to do something so this is it and then that was up until two or three years ago and now these streaming services are like well there's a new game in town and it's called give us what you would pay for an album a month and then listen to everything you want yeah but i mean what you know what else how are the music label how are the music labels not smart enough to employ the biggest technological nerds in the world to be like hey can we offer this shit please i mean they tried they hired people that were like, come up with something, and they're like, they're like copy Rhapsody or copy Napster, but legal. But the real problem was anything they came up with, it was too clunky compared to just, and then pricey compared to just stealing it, getting it for free. Hubris. They were a victim of their own hubris. Yeah. 
but they're just so loaded. Just want to figure out a way for the musicians to get paid, and everyone else can go fuck themselves. I don't know. Bring how. back good packaging. God damn it! I don't think that's gonna happen. At least on T-shirts, it's, it's way too. It's just it's easier now to just be like type, type, type. Listen, then cool to like music videos, man. Music videos, Nick. The tool videos. Oh yeah, the tool videos. Well, music videos are kind of starting to come back in the sense that they're now like uh, supplemental content online. I guess, but they're not as cool as they once were because there's no f- money behind. I it. met a female rapper named Brooke Candy. She's great. You know of her? Yeah. I met her at Sia's house. Her videos are nuts. Her, her videos are craziness. <laughs> yeah. There's one video, her biggest video, that video where she's in the silver outfit with the wings. Yeah. You want to know how much the video costs to make? 600 bucks. Yeah. She told me. It's great. It's got like 3 million downloads. Mm-hmm. $600. A friend of hers was a stylist. Brooke Candy's craziness. She really is. She's yeah. not kidding. Such a sweetheart, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I didn't, we, me and my friend went over to Sia's because I gave Sia a drawing. I feel like I saw her the other day. She lives around. So I, give, I go over there to give Sia this drawing, and then uh, she introduces this girl, Brooke, and she's like, Sia's like, oh, I'm going to work with her or whatever. And then she's like, do you want to watch her video? And then we watch this video, and it is an explosion right, right, right. of just like, aggra- like she's an aggressive super gnarly like very sexual rapper the stuff is not it's 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 intense and she's just but she's to talk to her she's just this like super nice like normal smart like i think she's 20 21 so it's settled. Or we'll have both of them on yeah because <laughs> they're probably not busy yeah exactly making millions of dollars but yeah Brooke, bringing but music the vi- to our yeah, ears. she made this craziness video for like a dollar basically wow that's been viewed millions of times on youtube yeah and uh, but music videos used to be the best shit. Well, because they, they that's because you you would either buy a CD or watch music on television. Yeah. So all the money went into packaging and music music videos used to cost around and upwards of a million dollars for a huge act. I w- visited my friend Brett. He was art directing the Little Kim Christina Aguilera video, mm-hmm. and I think the video was like a million bucks. Yeah, they used to, because people watch that shit, yeah. so they're like, put they all the money in it. it. Yeah. Now you're lucky to find a, you, I mean, a professionally done music video anywhere over, like a hundred grand would be a crazy amount. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. You can't get For ten, a major artist. You can't get 10 grand. Because no one really, I mean, they don't They'll care They'll maybe as make much. a video after it's a hit. Yeah. yeah. But they're not going to waste money. Yeah, they're out there. I mean, music videos are still out there. People will tell me, they go, hey, do you ever watch the video for whatever? I'm like, they... Yeah. That band makes music videos? Are you joking? They used to be a great like, place to breed young filmmakers too. David Fincher start made Aerosmith videos. Like yeah, yeah. Are they this is a place for interesting filmmakers to come up and now there's no budget to pay these people so where are you going to find the next breed of interesting filmmakers? I was talking to this this director. On Vine, fuck you. This guy um man, I feel shitty not remembering his last name. His first name is Stony. Okay. And his last name is The Wheeze. Super <laughs> super cool dude. He's a director and he does like, you know, um commercials, whatever, TV and all that stuff. And he was telling me like when you first are starting, a great way to like get a, a reel, because like if you want to be a real director, they want to see film. Yeah. And a great way to have done that is to direct music videos because yeah. it was easier to break into. Mm-hmm. So that's how a lot of directors started. Yeah. They're like, I'm going to direct music videos. And back then, there was so much money in them. You could actually make a really well-done music video Spike and Jones. show off your skills. Spike, Spike Jones, Jones is a great one, yeah. Mike Mills. Mike and now Mills. that shit's, I mean, gone. Well, we've once again killed industries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like we talk about this a lot. 
I know. We talk about the skeletons of artistic creation. <laughs> right, right, right. The auto industry is back. I auto industry is kicking ass. Dude, the last time I went to the auto show was in 2008 or nine when yeah. the recession was at its like peak. Yeah. The, the auto show was sadness. There was a Ford Taurus, an old, like a 98 Corolla. Yeah, there was like, the, I think. And just an old woman crying. GM's display was like, there was a dude a in giant, his own car. A giant sign that said, sorry, guys. Just kind of sitting there like, do you want this brochure from like four years ago? Pontiac died. Mercury <laughs> yeah. died. Saturn died. Yeah. I mean, like 80% of the auto show in 2008 was Toyota. Yeah. They had the biggest, because yeah. they were the only ones with money. It yeah. was so sad. But now, there were just no cars. I found it encouraging that a lot of companies had cars I would buy. Yeah. And there were a lot of people there. People were, and they, what's today? Tuesday? Today is, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, so that's good. It, the it, auto show, this episode is out uh, Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. So yeah. happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, if you live in LA, the auto show goes on... Through Sunday. Through the, yeah, the 1st yeah. of December. So it's, it's only 10 bucks. And I think I saw there was a Groupon or some shit for like... So $8 tickets or decent something Decent like food court. Yeah, decent food court. I had pizza... I had a barbecue pulled pork sandwich with fries. I saw someone with a waffle cone ice cream that they had to have gotten indoors. We just didn't see it. Fuck. Yeah, I almost went up to her and was like, where the fuck did you get that? We missed it. Yeah, but they had corn dogs, uh, lots of lemonade, uh, cookies, and also I believe I saw a sandwich stand. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can eat there. And it It was pretty good. And if you live in like Hollywood or East Hollywood, you can take, take the fucking train. Get on the subway. It drops you off like three blocks away and walk. Do not drive and sit in the traffic we had the parking was a ripoff parking was a ripoff cost more to park than to get in yeah but it's it was worth going to it was cool it was pretty cool um and i'm an excellent basketball player (laughs) oh we'll see about that you son of a bitch we don't have to see we already saw that's why i'm looking (laughs) at a 116th model of a ford minivan well i have two prizes so and one of them is a basketball that i will use to practice with oh two cool consolation prizes that is a victory (laughs) That basketball. I have two bronzes. That's cool. I have we'll one train gold. me to destroy it. Well, I'll melt those things down, turn them into a knife, and stab you in the face. Okay, you can't. If you melt rubber, it just turns into soft. No rubber. bronze, bronze. Oh, bronze. The fictional bronze medals that I have. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll melt down gold and I'll then do what with it? I'll have so make much a ring. Mo- I'll have so much that you're going to give to me after I beat I'll you in one-on-one en- basketball. I'll have enough <laughs> money from my molten gold. I'll be able to buy several ninja stars. <laughs> And a car from the LA Auto Show. That's it, goddammit. We are doing this <laughs> fucking basketball challenge. It's happening. It is happening. Okay. So stay tuned for that at some point. And um, happy Thanksgiving, you guys. I hope, I don't know when you're listening to this, but if it's before you eat, eat a lot of food. Eat until you can't move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry, Indians. And also that. Sorry. And if you just ate, uh, you're probably falling asleep as you listen to this. Yeah. So Trip. take a nap. Hope you had a trip to fantastic Thanksgiving. <laughs> Worst joke ever. Yep. And we're going to close on that. Bye.